0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Devil Wears Rossonero. I'm Patrick Stoll. You can find me at Stoll underscore P. You can follow the AC Milan offside at SBN Rossonero on Twitter. Uh, Co-host Tim, Twitterless Tim, is off for the day. He is currently with his family, so riding solo or at least kind of half solo because I have one of our great writers from the AC Milan offside, Robbie DiLorenzo. Uh, You can follow him at Robbie underscore D98. And of course, you can check out his work at the AC Milan offside and at SBN Rossonero. So before I bring him in, just want to set the table real quick. We all know what day it is. We all know what week it is. It is the season opener week. It is almost time. We're almost there. We made it through yet another shockingly difficult summer without AC Milan football, and we're almost there. Kickoff, Sunday, 12 p.m. Eastern time against Udinese, which you might think is a win, but knowing AC Milan, we're careening straight for a draw. Not great, Bob. Really looking forward to it, though. Really excited to get that back in action and actually have something that I care about to watch in the soccer world, because I have been without meaningful competition for for far too long. So we got some Udinese preview, and we did our Serie A preview last week. This week is just AC Milan season preview. So my man Robbie and I, we are going to take a look at the season, the expectations, the squad, and we'll get into Udinese a little bit, get you all set for AC Milan as the Rossoneri kick off their 2019-2020 campaign and hope to improve on their 2018-2019 campaign that saw them finish fifth before surrendering their Europa League spot. So, without further ado, I'd like to introduce my man Robbie Lorenzo from the AC Milan offside. Robbie, how are you, buddy? Thanks for joining me.
1: Oh, no problem. It's my pleasure. I'm doing great. Excited for a new season to start. Hopefully, uh, you know, we have a better season than last year and we don't miss out on Champions League by, I'd say, two inches. Of a ball crossing the line.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would, I would say that's that's about right. We also, uh, you never want the end of your season to go to come down to you hoping that Empoli get a win. We were just in a really bad spot last season where we had to cross our fingers and say, "Oh, oh, dear God, please let Empoli beat Inter," which I think we all knew wasn't going to happen, and. Here we are. So, really excited for yet another season, but I want to start with expectations. So, last season, fifth, just short of Inter in that Champions League spot. You know, our our goal differential hurt us, and of course, we straight up finished with fewer points. What are your expectations? coming into the season for ac milan are we talking fifth Uh, i know we did our syria our standing previews and everything like that i believe you had ac milan third is that correct third or fourth at fourth yeah so i also have them fourth um so you and i are on the same page so what are you looking for out of milan what is Let's go ceiling and floor. So best case, worst case for you in 2019-2020?
1: I think absolutely best case should be third. I don't think they'll get third because I think Napoli and Inter are just too good. You know, coaches and the players they have, it's just better than us at the moment. So we should get fourth. Worst case, uh, I could see them in sixth. If Roma really get it together, and Atalanta, they don't, if they don't uh, mess up with the Champions League, that doesn't affect them as much, they could be sixth. And, you know, new system, new players. We don't know if that's going to... The new system could totally collapse on itself.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's a good point. Um, expectations, we went over this a little bit last week. It, it, you got to make the Champions League. We say this every single year but like it's it's time to get back to champions league we cannot keep doing this where it's you, know, you spend some money you replace your coach again you know it's like all right let's hit the reset spend some money get in trouble with financial fair play a little bit dodge that somehow and finish like 5th or 6th or that one time we finished 8th or you know we 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 can't keep doing this this is not okay for a club like AC Milan especially when AC Milan wants to be the old AC Milan they want to be I mean they want to be in the conversation like Napoli and Inter are and of course we know what they eventually want to do but right now those are the two that are closest to Juve I think they're so far ahead of everybody else um, I, I think you know we went over tiers I think Juve is a, in its own tier and then I think there's Napoli and Inter. And then I think you start talking about the rest. And Milan's goal right now is to be best of the rest. And so my ceiling for them, my if everything went perfectly, and I'm talking VAR, referees, injuries. So, you know, none of this is realistic at all. Um, yeah, we're just going to get hosed again. Uh, <laughs> so if everything went perfectly, we're talking third. Because we could have a better season than Inter or Napoli. I I don't think we're going to. I don't think that's realistic. I don't even think that's responsible. Um, But you could, you know, let's say Inter have an Inter spring and just completely limp to the finish line. Sure, Milan could, in theory, have a better season than them. Um, Again, not going to but they're not going to have a better season than Napoli and Inter. That is not a thing. So, ceiling is third. Floor could easily be like seventh. And if you if you start seeing things like, you know, some key players get injured, or Giampalo ball just doesn't work out at all, or... You know, all the all the signings are swing and misses again, or something like that. I mean, Juve, Napoli, Inter, and then you're talking maybe Lazio, if Roma have their stuff together, Atlanta, if they don't take too much of a dip from not only selling some players, but their Champions League uh, campaign, you know, you could talk 7th and then... When you're really talking floor, you you could get to eighth if it's an absolute disaster, right? And that's like the forbidden, like, oh, Jesus, like, now we're really in trouble, right? That's if, you know, just everything goes completely wrong like it did a few seasons ago. I don't think that's going to happen again. I have them in fourth. I think they should be all right. But speaking of players, right? So let's, let's get into the squad a little bit. Because there has been a lot of talk over the past week, especially on our Twitter page at SBN Russinero, and a lot of our writers have been talking about this a little bit, right? So, our, our 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 team, I think, to a point, should pick itself. I don't think that's crazy to say. I you know you you have. Um, you have Belia uh, reportedly having an abductor issue, and so now he—I mean, I, he's not—he's not, he's not going to play if if these reports are true, and he has another injury, right? Like we're—he's out for this game, or he won't start. So now we're talking replacements, and I mean. We can, I mean, we can talk the additions that they've made. We can talk about the subtractions. We can, there are so many things that have gone into this roster. And just to mention the the new players, right? And this does not count Frank Kessie, who is like the deal is like official from Atalanta. Like the purchase went through this season. Um, I, he's not new, like, he should, he should start, I'll get into that in a second. Um, Rafael Leal uh, striker from Lille, uh, Teo Hernandez, left back from Real Madrid, uh, Benicer from Empoli, and Duarte from Flamengo, and Krunic also from Empoli. So, those are your new additions. Teo Hernandez, injured. Um, so now you're down to four. First of all, who are you looking forward to seeing the most from the new additions? And what are you expecting from them, from ju- just the new guys? Uh, before we get into the squad, what are you expecting from the new guys this season?
1: Well, most of the new guys should make an impact. Like Hernandez, when he comes back, In the preseason, he looked fantastic. Granted, it was only 20 minutes, but he added pace to the team. And for the past, I don't know, five, six years, we haven't had pace. So that's exciting. Ben should be good. Again, this is all dependent on Giampaolo and how the team plays with his system, but he should be good. Reports say he's been impressive in uh, training, but of course, who knows? Why isn't he starting still? But we'll get into that later. Um, I'm looking most forward to Liao, probably. Uh, I don't know. There's something about him. You know, I enjoy watching strikers, especially ones that are skillful and pacey. Pace is a big theme, I think, that this management wants to get across. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Because we see it time and time again if we're going on the counterattack. Who's running? Suso's not fast. Biontek's not fast, right? Chanoglu, he's playing on the left wing. He wasn't a left winger. He's a center mid. So it just doesn't make sense. But I think Liao, I doubt he starts this game, the first game, but I think once the season goes on, if we don't get Korea, obviously it's dependent on that. But he could see more minutes. and I see him adjusting well in Serie A because of his pace. Defenders might not be able to handle him because he's so fast.
0: You mentioned Liao. and I mean, i'm I'm gonna be honest, I have not seen a lot of him. Um, I don't know a lot about the dude that said. Everything I read is pretty positive about him. I'm really excited to see how he combines with Piontek and whoever is going to play in that Trey Cortista role thing we got going on. Really interested to see how that works. Really hoping that works out. Um, of course, our striker position is a little a little backlogged at the moment. You know, you have Piantec, you have Liao, and you have Andre Silva. Uh, Andre Silva will likely be, I mean, he's either going to stay and he's not going to start, or he's going to go. And I'm not sure where he's going to go. Monaco is somewhere that would make a lot of sense to me personally, but I, I don't, considering Monaco wanted Cutrone and then they wanted Icardi, um... Sounds like they're looking for a striker, and I don't know. Andre Silva going to Monaco seems like it would be a very good idea for everyone involved, especially because that means in three years he gets to go to um, another big team after tripling his price.
1: And he so, can disappoint them there.
0: Yeah, and then he can disappoint the next big club. So I think I I, I am, you know, the, this is not groundbreaking stuff. I'm I'm just planning the season and everything without Silva because he's either going to be a backup and maybe he can do some good I don't know maybe he can do some good stuff as a backup maybe he can come in and do the Alvaro Morata thing I don't know but I I'm excited to see Liao um I think Teo Hernandez will be pretty good once he gets back um, but I, I mean, obviously, it's concerning that, like, oh, great. He got injured right away. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, Duarte, I, you know, I dig the addition, especially because when you look at it, you lose Zapata, you add Duarte. Well, I'll take it. I'll take that. I'll, I'll <laughs> honestly, like, I appreciate Zapata primarily for that goal against Inter, but I'm, tired I was tired of having to see Christian Zapata because when he's not in a Columbia shirt he's not that good when he's in a Columbia shirt he's just magical so then there's Krunic I think he you know I again don't know a lot about him but I like the addition because of the little that I saw from him when he played for Impoli Um, that that's a good addition especially given our lack of depth in midfield and Benasser. Benasser is the one I'm really excited about because in the African Cup of Nations, holy cow, this dude was good. And for Empoli last season, he was good. I am really excited for him. Um, Tim and I have both mentioned before that he's kind of our like player to watch. Um, when Peter uh, last week asked us. For a hot take, like a an AC Milan season hot take, I said Benacer, young player of the year in Serie A, a breakout player for AC Milan. That's how excited I am for him, especially because that is a position. Uh, speaking of Bailey's injury, that we have just failed to have any sort of remote productivity in for almost half a decade, so uh, if not more. So really excited about that. Um, now, let, let's get into the squad just a little bit, right? So um, I'm just going to do the transfer update now. Somehow magically linked to Acardi, We're not going to get him. Linked to Luka Jovic. Not going to get him either. You know, it, it sounds sounds really good, except we have two strikers already. And we might add Correa, so that's three. Silva's four. Uh, Silva out. Back to three and Real Madrid
1: just wants to loan the dude yeah and we've showed that we don't want to do that we don't we want don't to just want... take their players for a year and grow them and then we have nothing to show for it
0: exactly and that's the whole reason we didn't get Danny Ceballos who I still would have taken yeah so he's, he's good he's so good so let's let's talk the roster we do have I'm going to pitch it to you first before I go off on this because I'm just losing my mind reading the things on Twitter. Who should be, for you, who should be our day one season opening starting 11
1: and why? If everything was perfect and everybody got to training at the same time, obviously we'd have Donnarumma and Net. All right. I would say Calabria for now on the right side just because Conte hasn't really proven that he can do anything at the moment. He has to still come back from his injury, I believe. Musacchio, he's slotted in there just because Caldara is still injured, sadly. Romagnoli, the best defender, one of the best defenders in the league. And then Ricardo Rodriguez because Theo Hernandez is hurt. Now, right in front of them, should be Benasser. He is impressed at the African Nations. He's unprecedented. Everybody's raving about him. He looks to be amazing. On his right should be Frank Kessi. You know, he's probably the best box-to-box midfielder we have. He does everything. He dispossesses people. He's just a beast. Then Paquetá should be there. He's creative. He's fine defensively. He'll make some tackles, but. I think that we show, he showed in the last preseason game when he came on, or I think it was the one before that, he came on and he just created chances. And his flair, he just brings so much flair to the team, it adds something that nobody else on the pitch does. Then Suso, if he doesn't get sold, there's so many reports out there, I think he stays. He's shown that he can play right behind the strikers, so he should be there. And then Piontek, he's penciled in easily. We need somebody who can finish. And then the other second striker role, there's really nobody that we have on the roster right now. I'd put Liao just to see him play. I'm curious to what he can do. is probably going to start. I don't like that. He just showed in the preseason that he can't really do anything. He Everybody talks about his pace, but I didn't see it in the preseason. He can't finish that well. He was getting fed in by Suso, and he just couldn't finish. We could scratch that up to, oh, it's preseason. They're not really going hard. But even then, some of those chances, they should be in the back of the net. So
0: it's it's funny. You and I have the same starting 11. Uh, I saw a picture uh, someone put together. I'm going to give him credit here. At underscore Jack in the box underscore uh, on Twitter. And you can also check this out uh, at SBN Rossonero. Uh, because we retweeted this, because I the staff I think is on the same page here, which is shocking. Because uh, <laughs> Robbie, you have seen the group chat of our writers and some of the opinions, and um, I, I dig it. But when you look at this eleven, and what Jack in the Box did was he used lineup eleven and he built the 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 starting eleven. Um, And I looked at it, and I agree with it. And so he actually saved me some time, because then I didn't have to do it. Uh, So yeah, Donnarumma uh, going right to left. Calabria, Musacchio, Romagnoli, Rodriguez, uh, midfield three, Benissere in the middle, Kessie on the right, Pecata on the left, because of what he showed in preseason that he can do. Yeah, Pecata on the left. Uh, Suso as that Trey Cortista, uh, because he does have that talent. I am a Suso believer. I like him. I'm excited to see us stray away. I said this last week. I'm excited to see us stray away from Suso ball, which is get the ball to Suso on the right wing and cross your fingers and pray, um, which we've been doing for three seasons now. Um, I... And with you, I have Liao as stri- second striker, um, and I have Piantic. Um Ground rules, Donnarumma writes himself in, Yoli is our captain and writes himself in, uh, and Piantec is a lock, so uh, you build around them. Calabria, I mean, our other right-back option is Conti. And, you know, what I have in front of me, the list doesn't have him as injured, but I unfortunately kind of always assume that Andrea Conti is somehow injured, um, which is not nice, but it's okay. Uh, center back, it's Musacchio. I think he slides right in until Caldara is healthy. Uh, we also have Duarte, but I mean, he just got here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Musacchio. Romagnoli picks himself, and then Rodriguez on the left. It's either Rodriguez or it's Teo Hernandez. Teo Hernandez is injured, so it's Rodriguez. I know there are some doubts, some negative feelings about Ricardo Rodriguez. Um, I, again, I kind of like him. I understand the issues some people have with him, and I can accept that. Uh, But right now, he's our best option. He's what we got. Uh, If we were to upgrade which Teo Hernandez very well might be an upgrade, especially, and see, here's the thing. It was Ricardo Rodriguez and Lakshalt. Lakshalt, I was such a fan of adding him because of his World Cup performance. And then he, towards the end of the season, I mean, he had no idea what he was doing out there. Um, it was just it was just shocking at the end of the season. So um, the, the dude was lost, or a traffic cone, Or a Muppet. It was just so bad. So it was like, okay, have to upgrade on Lakshult. So now we upgrade on Lakshult with Hernandez. You can debate Rodriguez and Hernandez, but once Hernandez is healthy, I think he will need to prove that he is better than Rodriguez because that's just who we have at that spot. And, you know, if he proves he's better and gets the start and then takes the starting spot, great. But right now it's it's Rodriguez. Um, now in the midfield is where people start disagreeing, um, and that's why there's Twitter, and that's why we have a podcast and the whole thing. Okay, defensive midfield that is Benacer. All right, that has got to be Benacer. I'm go I'm going to get to what the reports are in a second, but it's got to be Benacer. The other option is Belia, who is perpetually injured. Um, so he's gone. So it's Benacer. That's easy. He, we bought him for a reason. He is that good. Put him in. Frank Kessie, easy start. He's not locked in because he had some questionable games and moments last season. But he's a lock. Yeah, he's, he's good. And I, again, I'm a Kessie believer. Put him in. He's on the right. We have Frank the Tank. All set. For that last option. Now what I have in front of me I actually still lists Diego Lakshalt as a member of the roster, which is hilarious, so get that out of here. So you have hopefully not. Bonaventura, Krunic, or Pakata. If I give you those three options, you have to pick Paketa. And the reason I'm okay with putting him at left center mid, it you know, I know that things are not like in boxes, right? Positions aren't just boxed into that like FIFA right but if you're if you're plugging someone in I am good with putting Paquita there because of what I saw from him in the preseason he gives us an attacking presence on that left side of the midfield he's creative which we saw and he is a starter fine you figure it out figure out a way to start Lucas Pacata. That's just how this thing works, right? You get your most talented players on the pitch. More on that in a second. And you go from there. Bonaventura coming back from a down season and an injury. And then Krunic, I would pick Pacata over him every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. No, yeah, no doubt. So then you have those three attacking spots. You have your Trey Cortista. You have, I'll give you three options. You have Chalinoglu, you have Suso, you have Casiejo. I will listen to arguments for Chalinoglu. I think he has his merits. I don't think he's, like, I believe in him far less than others, but I think there are positives, and I think that could be a good position for him. However, Suso is better. Suso has shown quicker that he can adapt faster and better to that role It's Suso. Then you have two strikers. Piontek writes himself in and Liao is your other guy. Um, because I am not starting Castillejo at second striker. Um, notice that I left out Fabio Barini out of that conversation entirely. Yeah, exactly. So... Notice that I did not mention him. So this is where things start blowing my mind, right? So, Giampaolo came out earlier this week and basically said some players didn't arrive in preseason as early as others. That would be due to African Cup of Nations, that would be due to other um, commitments, other, you know, just just... I mean, a lot going on, right? So, if if players come back later, they, and this is another one of those, you know, fixture congestion and football conversations, right? Okay, th- there are too many games if players are coming back and legitimately have no time to recharge for the next season. Uh, if that two-week break that everyone gets overlaps with the start of the season, maybe something is going on. you know Afcon, Copa America, et cetera. you know, I, I I don't understand how we can just let that affect the club game and then you end up okay so not only are you you know down a couple possibilities because of the international commitments, Then you run into, oh, well, some of them are not ready in my system yet. Or some of them haven't been fit into the system, etc. Here's the reported starting eleven for the Udinese game. It would be either Pakita or Kesi as the Metsala on the left. Right, So either Pakata or Kessie on that left center mid, with bilia who was reportedly about to start. Shocking. Giampaolo is going to move Chalinoglu from that left midfield role to the Regista role, and now he has to fill... That spot, which is going to be either Pacata or Kessie. And this report says that it is more likely Pacata. Okay, so, and then the pairing up front would be Kess, and like reading this legitimately hurts. Piontek alongside Castillejo ahead of Suso. Right sided central midfielder will be Barini. And then the back four is what we said. Calabria, Musacchio, Romagnoli, Rodriguez. So that would be a midfield, and yeah, I just I can't believe it. Right to left, <laughs> right to left, Barini, Celenoglu, Paqueta, Suso, Castillejo, Pianteck. What? Why do we keep on doing this? Why is this every single season? Why do we have to fight with every single one of our managers at the start of every single season of who should start? Again, like I said before we started this conversation, I feel like this, the starting 11 basically picks itself. You can look at the talent, you look at who you have, and you get them on the field. And even if you're committed to the system, which I know Gianpalo is and I understand that, you can still fit these guys into those roles. You have enough of the roles. You've shaped the squad into things that you can fit into that role, right? Into that formation. And you know, even if you have to flex a couple people around, you know, Suso's a right winger, but we're going to put him into the Trey Cortista role. We're going to work with that. We're going to see how he does creatively. We have Chalinoglu. You know, if, if we really need to, we could put Paqueta there or Paqueta there. Or, you know, it, it is not... It, oh God. Okay. Part, part two, right? If Fabio Barini starts this game, I'm going to lose my mind. He's going to I, start. He's starting. He's going to... That's the worst part. I'd bet is a your, lot on that. I would bet actual money and i'm not a gambling man but if i had to bet i would absolutely put down money that fabio barini is going to start this game and that just is completely confounding to me i have no idea what universe you can look at this squad and you say pick an 11 for me and you include fabio barini unironically like it's not even a, it's not even a joke like this isn't the onion this isn't like i i this isn't just twitter banter like oh yeah fabio Berini, ha 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 no like he's actually going to start over other players and we're putting i don't know how this i i we're moving Chalinoglu from a position that he frankly I wouldn't prefer him in at left center mid into the Regista role, which is not even close to his position. And we're putting Barini in there who isn't good at any position. Like, I, why do we do that? This is, this is not the first time we've looked at, but like, what is going on? What is happening? You know, like every single time, I, um, not Vincenzo, Ricardo Montalivo, Started, I almost said Vincenzo Montella, different thing. Every time Montalivo played, it's like over, over a player like, I don't know, Locatelli, right? It's like, what is happening? What I, I don't understand that we do this dance every single season. Brini cannot, should not, must not start. Because that's just setting us up. Remember how I said at the beginning of the show, oh, you know, we, on paper, you know, the infamous words on paper, we should win against Udenacy. But we're careening straight for a draw. That I mean, that's where this is headed. I just don't understand. Because I would be very confident, even if there are growing pains, very, very confident in the potential of the starting lineup that you have that I have and I know we're not the manager I get it don't don't at me with that I don't come at me with not great Bob more than the manager do we not are we not seeing the same Fabio Barini? is there is there another Barini that we're missing or are we like looking at something wrong I don't understand and like that that's just a the thi- and then there's Castiejo, who I, he was in the Lakshot category for me last season. I was kind of excited. I was like, oh, he can play both wings. He's fast. He's good with his feet. You know, this, that, and the other. Um, same category as Lakshot Excited. Thought it was a good addition. That's a good squad depth. Can start when you need. Come off the bench. Good stuff. Well, that didn't work out either. So he's not that good either. I don't get it. I I don't get this, and I don't get why we have to do this dance again. Um you know, I I'm gonna read out and then I'll I'll throw it back to you. Um our our guy Willen on Twitter at King Willen, uh he's one of our contributors, has uh he put together a thread that you can also see at SBN Rossonero. And he said, I've given Milan Twitter enough time to muse of John Paolo's comments over, after the Cisena match. This is after, the, that's the match, the draw with Cisena, uh Cisena, excuse me. Um, in a, a preseason match, right? And he said, I've seen comments stating John Paolo has the right to field players, or is right to field players who've been training for a month. He said his comments were foolish. Borderline scary. The fact that players who've trained longer have more favor with the coach to start, rather than players who are clearly better, but haven't trained under his system, is stupid. Goal is to field players who give you the best chance at winning, not to implement your system as fast as possible. We've seen during preseason, especially that last match, that Milan looked a much better team when Kessie was in the squad, rather than Barini, which is just a shocking statement that we have to say in 2019. Um, Paquita looked better than Chalunoglu. Liao, in his lone appearance, looked better than Casiejo. Would a coach ever bench, and he he brings up Cristiano, Uh, would a coach ever bench Cristiano who's coming back late for a World Cup just because he got more time to try out Mandzukic? And he explains, you know, we don't have a Ronaldo level player and, you know, you, we can't really invoke Cristiano in this, but the disparity in talent, and he roasts Barini, the disparity in talent between Ronaldo and Mandzukic might be similar to Cassie and Barini, <laughs> given how terrible Barini is. It's literally counterproductive to play someone who knows the system is. He doesn't give you the best chance of winning. Uh, fans that agree with him on this either don't understand or sucking up to the coach or clearly see something we're missing. There's no way, and this is the one that I agree with the most, um, there is no way that Barini and Castillejo should be starting if there's a healthy, better alternative. That's what I agree with
1: the most. And rant. He's saying all the right things. It all makes sense, right? And you can't get on... A player let's say a player comes late in the transfer window that's not his fault that's the team that owns him right if they couldn't strike a deal like Correa for example if they can't strike a deal until I don't know the end of this week next week is he not gonna play the first couple of games because he hasn't been in training even though he might be the one of the best options you just can't do that it, I get where Jampalo coming from these guys understand his system I mean you can put Kronich instead of Borini, even though Krunic hasn't been great in the preseason. I, he's probably better than Borini. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. In I just, I think even with the starting 11 we named, even if they went out there and were just freestyling, like they did last year with Gattuso, because we know there was no tactics on offense there. But even if they did that, I bet you they'd win 2 nothing this week. Instead of the lineup that we're setting up, you're absolutely right. It might be a 1-1, a 2-2 game. And oh, this has
0: 1-1 one, one written all over it. And that's just absolutely. sad.
1: That's just completely sad. You know, people look forward to the opening game. I think a lot of teams are going to feel their best starting 11 this week. Nobody's injured. So even if the guy's been at training, look at Kessie. Again, you were reading the tweets and it was right. Kessie came in on that right side. It was an instant impact and it was like, He came in, he dashed down the line, he was creating chances. Of course, his decision-making in the final third, we've seen that it's not great, but he gets in those spots. And if he could just get that decision-making tuned right, that's a deadly player. Paqueta, obviously, he had something that no other midfield has. The skill that he has and the flair that he has, he just embarrasses opponents. He was embarrassing the team uh, in our last preseason game. He ended the guy's career, even though, you know, the guy he might not have a big career. Is what, City A D, something like that, Serie A cheap player. Yeah. But I think even Castillejo, I was on the Castillejo train too. I agreed with you. You know, he looks fast. He can play both wings. It's those dreaded YouTube videos, right? You watch oh, yeah. the Scout Nation, you know, you watch Scout Nation. and You're like, oh, this guy, he's pretty good. Then he comes to your team and it's like, what does he add? Nothing. He gets pushed off the ball so easily. I mean, if you look at him, he's a very skinny guy. So I get where Giampalo's coming from. I just don't understand it. Because even even if you stick one of Benacer, Kesi, Paqueta, stick one or two of them in, they'll make an instant impact. And I feel like even if they haven't been at training for a long time, during the game, they'll figure out what to do. And the game will run its course and they will start seeing, okay, I need to do this, there, that, there. But with Borini, Canoglu, Castillejo, we might not even score Is the, if it's that bad to say. You know, Suso can feed in the balls, but Piontek's not getting underneath him, as we've seen in the preseason. You know, he might take a dip in form from last year. I mean, it's it'll be sad to watch. Hopefully, if we can just squeak out a win, if this is the in fact starting eleven. Usually these reports are pretty right. Yeah. So it looks to be the exact starting eleven. If we can just squeak out a one-nothing win, it'll be fantastic. Cause I've been watching the training videos that they have on the app, and guys like Kessi and Paqueta and even Benacer they look like they're going along great. They look, you know in the little drills that they have they look like they're fitting in perfectly so I just don't understand if you know that somebody is inherently better than another player you're gonna start the worst player I just I don't know Fabio he seems like a great guy but he's just not cut out to be in the starting 11 you know he's the emergency guy and we've seen him play every position now so he's the emergency guy right back center mid, striker he can do it all, but starting him, you know, and Udinese, they could, they could, they weren't great last year, but they could do something. We've seen them annoy us last year with a similar starting eleven, and at times, you know, we put Kessie in a better starting eleven, and they still give us a little trouble, and that's like a classic Milan team, right? Yeah, oh yeah. They always have trouble with the small teams. Our dip in uh, form last year, it was up against teams like Torino, even though Torino was good. I think Udinese, we squeaked out a 1-1 draw draw against, so, you know, and they're going to be pumped up. They're playing at home. You know, you have to get off to a good start because a couple weeks in, you're in the Milan derby, and that's a crucial game. If you don't have nine points by then, or however many points, I mean, it's not going to be a good start to the season.
0: And I think this is a good transition into a little bit of Udinese. Just I I agree with you. I think the most important thing, you need three points. The best thing is to start this game off with, or this season, strong. Uh, It cannot be understated. I think all of, you know, I think everyone would agree. This is not a hot take. This is milan Should beat Udinese on Sunday, which is 12 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, You know, your usual streaming platform. Um, I, I don't, there's no excuse for Milan to not win this game. The players on the pitch, Milan is better. There's no reason that we shouldn't win this game. Uh, am I confident in a win? Absolutely not. Because of all the reasons that you explained, all the reasons that I went over, you know, why would you send out on the pitch players that are worse than other healthy players? That's what bugs me. Again, Chalinoglu, he is not a regista. This I don't. I have a really bad feeling about this. Um, I'm okay with that back line. You know, you got the goalkeeper. Great. So our back five is set. Sweet. We have Piatek in there. Up front, sweet. Suso. I would have picked that too. Um, Pacquetta on the left. Okay, great. But that um, that three choice of the regista. Um, I would trade out for Ben and in a heartbeat, right mid. The, the fact that we are putting it like, oh, you know, uh, well, Kessie might play, Kessie might not. Look, this whole Kessie in, Kessie out thing, like with the sales,
1: he almost was out the door to Monaco. And that just came out of nowhere, too. It's yeah. like you're scrolling through Twitter and all of a sudden you see some reporter, it's like, and for 20 million, the reported fee was like he's, we just bought him for almost 30.
0: Selling Kessie at this point just does not seem like a good idea. And I know what, and obviously I know why Monaco's interested in him. Again, what Monaco ends up doing is finding these young talents, spending 20, 25, something like that, and then selling them for like 60 or 70. This is the business model. Buy at X level, sell for three times, that was gonna happen with Kessie too. It baffles me that they almost sold him to Wolves, and then they almost sold him to Monaco. Do we really think that our midfield is that good? And like this is this is like legitimately bothersome to me. Are we that confident in the midfield that we have? that we can just sell Frank Kessié just straight up are we for for yeah for not even his price like are we that <laughs> the audacity to think that a midfield group that I'm I'm just going to read the group right now Benacer defensive midfield Biglia defensive midfield injured should not start over Benacer Kessi Bonaventura Krunic And Paquita. And you have Chaunoglu and Barini. Let's just throw them in there. Because apparently Fabio Barini is a midfielder now. You're telling me that you take Kessie out of that group. And you can consistently find a top 4 contending. Midfield 3. Out of. Benacer. Belia, Bonaventura. Krunic. Pacata. Sean Ogluperini.
1: No, you cannot. (laughs) No. I think we saw it last year. Every time, Kessie basically played every game. We'll say that. In the few games that he missed, it really showed. Oh, yeah. Because their midfield was just getting torn apart. I remember writing a couple articles and I was like, you know, he's so vital to this team. He does make his mistakes. He's not the best player in the final third. I'll give him that. But and technical technical abilities, it's not always there. But what he brings to, in the middle of the field, tracking a guy down, taking the ball away from him, he's just, like you said earlier, he's Frank the Tank. He's the engine of this team. Never gets tired, and in those couple games that he missed, it was like, holy crap, Like, what is this team going to do if he does get injured? And all of a sudden, they want to sell him for, at both reported fees were around 20 $25 million which just doesn't make sense.
0: Which I, I just don't understand. And I I hope we keep him. I, I just really, really hope that they change their mind. I don't know what the thought process is for, oh, we don't need Kessie anymore or we can afford to sell him. Because when I look at this, like on so many different levels, right? I look at the roster, you can't afford to sell him. I look at the money, it's not worth it. I look at the time. You can't replace him. Uh, I look at the squad without him. There's a Kessie-sized hole. You know, I'm not saying he's MVP. I'm not saying he's the best player on the team. He's not. That's Romagnoli. But I don't understand the obsession with trying to sell Frank Kessie. Is that to try and bring in Correa? Because that's, that's the only thing I can figure out is that they need a couple more euros to get Correa through the door. But then you have five strikers. or well,
1: Yeah, you yeah, could call them strikers.
0: <laughs> five, four, whatever. You know, four actual strikers and three of starting quality, because one of them is Andre Silva, so you have three. Piontek, so you have Liao and Correa fighting for one spot. You know, can Correa be a Tre Cortista? No. I, I don't think so. Unless I'm missing something, right? So I if if, if that's what's going on here, I, I would I would just shut that down. I would just, you know, we'll we'll live we'll live with Andre Silva. I don't think Andre Silva is the worst. I think there's talent there. I think Montella blew him up. I think he can. I think he can add value to the team. Um, or you know, if you need to sell someone to get money in the door to get Correa, just sell Andre Silva. What is the problem? What unless there is a unless there's some rumor or report or possible midfield addition that I'm just completely missing here? that would work better in the system because apparently this is all what well, it's all about the system right if, if that's what the thing is like i mean it's not like we're adding isco here it's the we're not we're not breaking the bank um
1: i i, I don't get it so it but, doesn't <laughs> make sense especially let's say they do sell frank to get money for the korea deal What are you going to do in midfield now? You just lost arguably your best midfielder. Who's going to line up on the right side? Borini? Consistently. Yeah, for some reason, every coach comes in and loves him. Gattuso loved him. Giampalo loves him. But it doesn't make sense. You're going to sell a midfield who is a starting eleven midfielder. For, again, a second striker who could be amazing. But it just doesn't make sense to... You have a hole now, so you try to... Plug the guy in up top, but then you have then you're gonna have a hole in the midfield. So you're back to where you started. It Just doesn't make sense. Yeah. So
0: I mean that that's to to wrap up the squad. You know I will be interested. All that said, I will be interested to see who starts on Sunday against Udinese. Um. You know you heard it here. I mean, Barini's gonna start. We're not. Obviously, we gave our dream lineup. We gave the reasons why. We gave our takes on what Gianpaolo said. I really think we could use closer to the <laughs> closer to the starting eleven that we mentioned. Uh, maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised. Maybe Barini will have a good game. You know, he had a couple of those last season. A, a couple. A couple. Um, n- none of them were in midfield, but you know, a couple um that one time he played a right back he wasn't the worst player on the pitch
1: great emergency right back i think
0: very good emergency player when you have no one
1: left at any position yeah, when everybody it's, on the team is hurt he'll he can he, play
0: yeah go ahead throw him in um he's definitely fast um
1: definitely has pace he can flop. Um, he's a good uh, he whenever he feels contact he goes to the ground he wins calls i'll give him that he can yeah. win a call
0: yeah he's consistent
1: consistency
0: really 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 important so i mean that that's our note on the squad uh that, that's our our expectations and now that we've just completely drilled the the <laughs> squad into oblivion um let's get a real quick Udinese prediction uh before we wrap up um because I, I, it's this is another because we don't know besides these preseason games we don't really know what to expect. Are we going to get the first um, thirty-five minutes that we saw against Napoli in last season's opener?
1: Because that was electric. That was great. It's the most excited I've been the past couple of years. We Agreed. Could, especially when last season, everybody's like, oh, Gattuso, he's got he's got a preseason now. We can see what he does. And then it was, all oh, those 35 minutes. Holy crap. We can actually do something. You know? It's like we are set. Everybody was just firing on all cylinders. And then, like, Jack's goal at the start was beautiful. Even though, you know, there's some haters of Jack. I don't know. I don't know how you could do that. One of my friends is a hater of Jack. He just doesn't think he's talented enough. I don't know, he's obviously not watching the same soccer as I am, but those thirty five minutes got everybody's hopes up. And then similar to the season, you know, you start off decent, you get on a run, and then we died out. Yep. And then the end just completely fell apart. Exactly. At the end we had to, you know, just gather what we could and now here we are, you know, fifth place last year. We drew the game against Napoli. It was like it was poetic in a way.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, if we get those first 35 minutes from, you know, <laughs> from this team, that would be saying off a good, you know, if instead of 35, it could be 90. Um, I, again, I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm trying to be not too negative. Um, but I'm not a big fan of all the things that I mentioned before. Berini in the starting eleven, John Noglu at regista, and Casiejo at second striker. I don't, I don't love that. I don't like it. I don't love it. You know what? I'll be optimistic. Two one, late goal for Milan. I'll go two one. I'll go Piantec with the winner. Um, that I'll I'll go uh, two one. okay. Ceiling is two one, floor is the one zero Udinese. Uh, that that's the worst case scenario. Um, I'm not going to go with that. I'm going two one Milan. Start off their season with a dub and start looking forward to Brescia in their second match. So I'm I'm going with three points on the road against Udinese thanks to, I'll, I'll take Piontek in this one. How about you?
1: one nothing Milan. Because I don't I just don't see this team scoring two goals. I don't think they could with this starting lineup. I think somebody's going to come in later on in the game, whoever it is, one of the new guys, Benacer, Liao, somebody like that, if they're going to make an impact. It's going to create a chance. Either, I think Suso might score. Piontek, I hope he scores. Because if he gets off to a good start, thank God. But if he gets off to a bad start, everyone's going to be coming for his neck. We saw it in the preseason a little bit. Milan Twitter was, oh my god, they were killing him, some people. But I think somebody comes in, late goal, maybe 70th minute, could be later, one nothing, they'll finish it out. I don't know if Udinese could score against us. Hopefully Masakya doesn't have one of his classic mistakes that he does. If that happens, you know. But I could see it one nothing. I think the worst case one nothing for Udinese. Best case could be two nothing, but I highly doubt that. Just with the lack of creativity on the team with the starting eleven, especially Borini, I just one nothing seems the most reasonable. If I want to be extremely real, what I think is going to happen, it's going to be one one, because that's what how it is every single year.
0: Yeah, I mean that. That's the thing, like. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to stay with my optimistic tune to start the season, um, and that's that's why I'm going to one. Um, and but as I said, you know you think we're gonna win, and right for a draw. So we'll we'll see again. Really really hopeful. Really uh, regardless. Really looking forward to having AC Milan back in action, in meaningful competition. Even though we are not in Europe, but I think long term. I think that'll help us out. Uh, I think, again, I have us fourth. I put it down last week. I'm doubling, tripling, whatever. Fourth place, all the eggs are in the top four basket. That's what we need. I think everyone is on the same page on that, and I think we will get there. So I have us fourth. I think even if they have some growing pains, as I said, They'll figure it out. We'll get there. We, th- the stability is here as long as we don't start Fabio Barini, um, and we will, we'll get there. So, um, that is going to do it for this episode of The Devil Wears Rossonero of the AC Milan offside. Before we wrap, Robbie, thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. This was a blast. Hope we can have you on again soon.
1: I appreciate you having me. It was really fun. You know, it's good to voice my opinion instead of writing my opinion all the time. Good to get different opinions in here. It'll be interesting to see uh, all the other writers, what their takes are. I know some are a little out there, especially with Inter coming in. Uh, what what did you say last year, uh, last week? First or uh, second? Well,
0: Willen, Willen has Inter first. No, God! No, God, please, no!
1: You know, you hate to see it.
0: Yeah, you really you really would hate to... Yeah, and then I think he had... Juve second, um which inter first Juve second. No, no, no bueno, not good, not a fan. So, uh, but anyway, again, Robbie, thank you very much, really appreciate it. And we will have you on again soon. Thanks, buddy.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And that is going to do it for this episode of The Devil Wears Ross Nero, the official podcast of SB Nations AC Milan offside. Remember, Follow Robbie at Robbie underscore D nine Follow me at stole underscore P and you can follow all of our work at SBN Rossonero and AC dot the for the staff of the AC Milan offside for Robbie and for Twitterless Tim I'm Patrick. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week for it's a Milan. Let's get this W boys.